Hello, and welcome to The Midlife with Kimberly Sampson and Tracy Feldstein. If you're over 40 and under dead, you're in the right place. Hey there, I'm Kimberly Sampson, and welcome to The Midlife Podcast, where we discuss tools and strategies to turn your midlife crisis into your midlife transformation. Some of what you'll hear is from the recipe I use to get myself out of my own midlife funk. Some of what we'll discuss draws on my career in finance and banking and my experiences with entrepreneurship. All of it, my personal experience and my professional expertise are yours to help you design your next best chapter and thrive. We'll also have a special segment called Reinvented sprinkled in every few weeks. You'll hear from inspiring women who have changed course after 40, proving it's never too late to start something new. Join me. Hello and welcome to The Midlife. Recently, I've been watching a lot of The Great British Bake Off on Netflix before bed. It's not that I love to bake, which I don't really, although I do like to eat baked goods. It's just a very calming and whimsical hour that I can rely on to usually relax me and send me off to sleep literally with sweet thoughts. If you haven't watched it, let me give you a quick synopsis because I'm really invested in this metaphor. Amateur home bakers compete in three challenges per episode, the signature bake, the technical bake, and the showstopper bake. The signature bake is where the home cooks get loose direction on what they have to make. It's something relatively simple and it doesn't really trip up any of the competitors. This seems to be comprised of basic recipe elements they're all familiar with. The technical bake is the segment where all the bakers have to make the same dish. They're given a rough skeleton of a recipe and when I say rough, I mean I think it doesn't even have specific measurements or a picture of the finished product. These poor genetically uptight people look utterly confused, many times never having even heard of the dish. As the clock ticks down, you see these polite people slyly glancing at what their competitors are doing. Now these people don't strike me as cheaters and they look so guilty as they try to glean any intelligence from the other bakers and they look so busted when they realize the camera has caught their sideway glances. When time is up, the bakers have to put their finished product up on the judge's table to be judged anonymously. The dishes are ranked in order from disaster to proficient estimation of the required dish. The final segment, the showstopper, is aptly named. The bakers are given the most time and creative leeway to produce astoundingly artistic interpretations of the assignment. It's clear they were given guidelines ahead of time and elements that may have been required in the weekly showstopper. They frequently mention a portion they've been practicing at home or they've been recreating the entire project for friends and family. Sometimes they've brought special ingredients or tools from home in anticipation of this segment. The British Bake Off has become my new metaphor for life. The signature bake is that first part of life where you have the recipe. Go to school, go to work, get married, have children. Not saying you don't have a cake that gets overbaked or a dough that doesn't rise, but most of us got through that first part of life challenge with something palatable. May I suggest that midlife is the technical bake part of life. We check all the boxes, the right ingredients are in the bowl, but we have zero direction as to what to do next. We find ourselves searching desperately for someone who looks like they're doing it right. Maybe we can follow along. Inevitably, you never know where they are in the process. Did you miss a step they already did? Do they even know what they're doing? Why does your finished product look burnt or undercooked or oddly shaped? Isn't that where we are right now? Dumped on a table of judgment desperately looking for someone to tell us if we're doing this right? It feels awkward and uncertain. Is this it? Is this the best I can make? Am I being sent out of the baking tent with that mess as my final effort? Is this the best life I can live? 
if this is, am I going to have regrets? Let's say we all get a pass and get to stay for the showstopper bake. The showstopper is a chance to regroup and get back to what you know and what you've practiced. But the contestants that are ultimately the most successful, the ones who are eligible to win Star Baker, are the ones that take a chance. The ones that push themselves to take what they know and to practice but strive to create the next iteration of that recipe. That's where you are right now, friends. You are ready to create your showstopper. Your next best chapter is the culmination of all your life experience and your willingness to push yourself to create something fantastic. I promise you that you've accumulated amazing skills in this life of yours to date. More importantly, I know you're capable of still learning and growing. That your creativity, if you allow it to switch on, can illuminate new paths for you to explore. I think great cooks and happy middle-aged women share a common quality, flexibility. It's not that hard to follow a well-written recipe. You'll end up with an adequate representation of the dish you expected to make. But to be a great cook, you have to be willing to veer away from the recipe, to trust your gut that you know better. Maybe you can make the recipe more efficient. Maybe you're missing ingredients and you need to make substitutions. Maybe you've made it before, but you can see where it was missing just a little something. The problem is there's no recipe for life. Or really, there's like a half-written recipe cooked in a miscalibrated oven and you're missing the special ingredients. But I think the source for a lot of that unhappiness in midlife is that you are totally committed to a bad recipe. As women, we're conditioned to be rule followers and follow-throughers. But if you're not happy right now, why can't you be? Why won't you be? Or why don't you change the fucking recipe? Oh, I'm sure you have a million good reasons, and you're welcome to hang on to every single one of them, but I promise you, life isn't going to be that tasty. Our rigidness played an important part in life to date. We've generally been saddled with providing structure not only for ourselves, but for the people that rely on us at work and at home. Flexibility may be a skill you'll need to work on, but I'd encourage you to do it even if you need a little additional structure to learn it. Let's go back to one of those recipes that you insist on following even though you hate the way the dish turns out. Grab a thought that's really a problem for you right now. Or maybe there's something you'd like to be doing in your life that you're not. Maybe it's a hobby or a career. Now this is important. Without any judgment or excuses, write out how you'd rather that situation be. Be simple, clear, and direct. Okay, now you can go ahead and write down all the reasons you want to scream at me that are in your way of the situation being the way you want it to be. Here's where you learn to be flexible by sparking your creativity. For every obstacle you just documented, come up with a workaround. Thoughtfully plan out the steps you need to take to make the change you want. And now ask yourself, what's more painful? Sitting where you are today, aching for things to be different, or putting in the effort to implement your workaround? If you're still sticking to your recipe because the workaround is impossible, fine. But now you have to accept that you've made a conscious choice. You've assessed your risks and your options, and you're committed to the plan at hand. If that's the case, you need to feel empowered to graciously and happily stay on that path. But do you still have a bad taste in your mouth about it? Then listen up to that inner voice. She's screaming at you to make a change. It's time to get going on those workarounds or get more creative and come up with other ways to solve the issue. When you're thinking of ways to change your current situation, there's some strategies you can think about. You can ask for help. You know that, right? You may need the support of friends. You may need buy-in from your family. You're more likely to accomplish your goals when you tell the people around you what you're working on. Having accountability partners really taps into that portion of our brain that doesn't like to disappoint the people we love and who love us. 
For so long, we've shouldered that desire not to disappoint as a burden. Wouldn't it be nice to flip that and now put it to good use? I know it can be scary or even embarrassing to admit what you want to work on. How terrible is that? How often has worrying about what other people think stopped you from taking a chance on an idea? Look, there are always going to be people rooting against you. That's not pessimism. That's realism. But why would you place any importance on what they think? It's time to prioritize the opinion of only one person, you. And while you're involving your natural cheerleaders in your new endeavors, maybe they can help with a big obstacle a lot of us have, making time. How about delegating some tasks or chores that you hang on to with a tightly closed fist? Yes, I know my Carly Simon fans, nobody does it better, but they don't even have to do it just as well. Sometimes done is good enough. Just a quick thought. Is it possible that you fill your days with menial tasks just so you can say you don't have the time to try something new? Oops, sorry, did that one leave a mark? Now, sometimes your recipe may need finer ingredients, and so the obstacle standing between where you are now and the life you want to be living is investment in education or equipment. The decision to invest real money in creating the life you want and deserve is scary. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. But it does mean you should do it with careful analysis. Can you afford it? Will the investment make your money back? If it won't, is it worth it anyway? The bottom line is that in all the episodes of The Great British Bake Off, no one makes the same dish twice and no one gets the recipe challenge and then just sits there saying, yeah, I got nothing. It's time to be an active contestant in your own life. Let's power through this tricky midlife, this weird technical bake where we're being forced to test our resilience and flexibility. This time, right now, is the perfect time to be collecting your resources and challenging your creativity to produce your showstopper. Your life is supposed to be fun and challenging and engaging and entertaining. This next best chapter should delight you. So please, spend some time working on this exercise. Write down what you want. Go ahead and let Debbie Downer tell you all the reasons you can't have it or it won't work. Then take each of her obstacles and intentionally eliminate each one with a creative workaround. If you're feeling stuck, DM or email me about it. I'll be your recipe hotline. Before I go today, I wanted to share an observation. Usually when we start a new year, people are super fired up to set new goals and conquer new challenges. I've noticed broadly that this is not the case this year. It seems we didn't get that injection of new enthusiasm with the calendar update. So I just wanted to say, if you too are not feeling like you got to start the year off with a clean slate, you're not alone. We are all truly experiencing this bizarre collective trauma of our worlds being turned upside down. Take this time to regroup. Do your best not to waste the downtime. Be grateful for the good in your life, especially the little things. And please, be good to yourselves.
Thank you. 